Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, this is Kong Song with Believe in SDSU Basketball here on the Believe Podcast Network, place with a show for every team in San Diego and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this episode, we're just going to talk about um, just the impact of everything that's happened so far with the coronavirus and its effect on college basketball and just sort of a, a discussion from the heart. So without further ado, here we go. So we're recording this on a Sunday evening. Um, I've had some time, so a few days to think about sort of the impact that coronavirus has had. And obviously this is definitely not, uh, a bit, a place to speak about its global humanitarian impact. I'm definitely not a professional or a health professional, so I'm not going to sit here and act like it and give any advice on how to behave yourselves. I think that's something that the CDC and the World Health Organization is something that, um, you should listen to as opposed to some dude on a podcast talking about San Diego State basketball. Um, but I just want to go over, I guess, the gamut of emotions that sort of taken place within, within the past week and how that affects the overall basketball team. But, you know, hindsight being 2020, now that I've had some time to think about it, what that really means and what this season really means to Aztec fans and Aztec nation all over the world. Um, so after the loss to Utah state, I think I can't even remember it must have been about 10 days ago. It was, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, the potential of being a two seed secretly hoping that Gonzaga or Baylor or somebody would be upset early in the conference round or even Dayton that would help us sneak into the one seed. But, I was already mapping out what needed to happen to have the Aztecs reach the final four. Um, I was actually more hopeful of a deep run on this current version of the team than Kawhi's team, actually, because with Kawhi's Aztecs, we were long and lanky and tall, and we can grab every single rebound and play defense like I, I haven't seen, but... We always had trouble shooting from the three, shooting from long twos, getting to the cup. So we had to kind of play those grinded out style wins, and that was really successful for that version. But it just felt like this team was a little bit more versatile in that sense, maybe not as talented defensively all around or as talented on, from a rebounding standpoint all around, but we were more, um, we were a, a more in depth team. Or I guess we covered a lot more aspects of basketball uh, than the 2010-2011 Aztecs. So I was looking at it. A two seed likely from the West region would have to go through the likes of Gonzaga, possibly Duke, um, and a lot of Big Ten teams. And it felt like it was going to be a very rough patch. I still felt hopeful we were going to at least make it to the Sweet 16 and maybe even to the Elite Eight. 
And if you look at Gonzaga's history, they've also shown that they could be potentially upset in the early stages, at least in the first weekend, if not the second weekend. So there definitely was a path for San Diego State to um, push it through all the way to the Final Four. So here I was throughout the week taking screenshots of people who were doubting the Aztecs, Jay Billis being number one, I think, who just kept downplaying the Aztec success. I think it partly because the conference that we played in and our conference schedule kept ranking us well below our AP ranking. And then the news hit that the NCAA tournament was going to be played without fans and we're only going to be allowed um, necessary personnel, I think, and family and friends. So then my mindset kind of shifted towards it almost didn't matter that we played in the West region because if you're saying you're playing in a stadium just full of friends and family, it, it becomes a pickup basketball. It becomes rec league. It becomes the same league we play growing up and a lot of us play on the weekends now where just our loved ones go out and watch us play. So it was coming down to talent, pretty much, who was a more talented team, who had the closers, who had a more, uh, a deeper team, so to speak. And in, in that regard, I felt like, well, then at this point, it almost doesn't matter what region we're going to be in. We can be in the West, we can be in the East. It doesn't matter because I feel confident in our team's talents. And I think that was as late as Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. Then you hear a quickly shift to canceling the tournament, and I agree with it, and I understand it of the decision. Um, to be frank, it I can understand why people were calling for it sooner or criticizing the NCAA for taking a lot longer than they should have, so to speak, given their track record of just maybe not necessarily looking out for anyone else but themselves. And then my second feeling was just sort of, um, you know, my heart just dropped for these guys. If you can imagine, I mean, the best start in school history, it's 99 year program, the last in the nation to be, to remain undefeated, to have such success and such um, so many great stories that for it to end the way it did, um, it just sucks. I mean, you're talking about a lot of these guys who's transferred from other schools because they felt like they had more to show and more to prove than what was going on in their previous situation. Whether it's Yanni from Vanderbilt, KJ from Santa Clara, you know, Malachi from Washington State, you see these guys thrive and they're sort of in that mindset of betting on themselves and it was paying off. And for me personally, whenever people express that where they feel I'm not being provided the best environment for which I feel I can best succeed, so I'm going to go find that and do what's best for me actively pursue that and then work really hard 
to prove themselves right as opposed to proving people wrong. It built this sense of energy for this team. I mean, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks the way that it ended. It sucks the way that how everything played out. And I just don't want people to lose sight of just how great this season was. Um, obviously, all of this is second to real life and spending time with your loved ones and family. So I'm not trying to say that this is like the most important thing out there. I'm just saying because this is a podcast about San Diego State basketball, specifically speaking to the world of college basketball, to these Aztecs, to these men, it's tough. But don't let that get in the way of understanding just how historic this one was, what this could mean for the program moving forward. And not just in addition to the men's side, you look at the women's team. Before I got there, and even while I was there my first two years, the women's team had a very tough time selling tickets. They were even reaching a point where they were willing to give tickets away just to fill some seats. And while I was there, the women went on this magical run, you know, which included two athletes being drafted and in, in, into the WNBA, a couple others playing overseas professionally. And that kind of had a trickle down effect in the upcoming years in the subsequent years. And you saw that. And I think with the women's side as well, you can see that building because they are not just a stepping stone in the Mountain West Conference. They're not somebody that should be taken lightly. The team competes day in and day out. And you can see that. And, and if anyone watches the games or the telecasts, there's a, definitely a lot more people in the stands now than there were 10 years ago when I was there. So it's an ending that isn't necessarily fit per se for the overall season, but it's definitely something to, to keep your head up on, to be happy about, to be proud of, to say that we witnessed history. And to Malachi, Matt, KJ, Jordan, Yanni, um, keep going down the line, to all the guys out there, say to keep your head up. Be proud. We're proud of you. We're proud to see your success come in an Aztec uniform. And we wish everybody the best moving forward. I hope everybody comes back that can come back to get another run at this, to add the upcoming class and just continue to build on this success. Uh, that's all I really wanted to say on this episode. It's going to be a a tough scenario moving forward for a lot of us fans who are big fans of sports in general, but let's not forget what's the most important thing out here right now. And it's just to spend time with our loved ones to reconnect and to understand that there is more to life than just basketball. 
um, starting with the next episode, we'll just dig deep into other facets of ASIC basketball, whether it's the history, upcoming prospects, fun facts, what have you. Um, We definitely will have content. That's not the issue. Um, So uh, there's no other weird way or better way to really end this than other than to say um, go Aztecs be proud hold your head up high and we'll catch you on the next one thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.